0: The world's wind industry is gathering in Melbourne this August. Join them at the APAC Summit to discuss collaboration, market building and solving supply chain challenges in the expanding APAC market. Buy tickets at APACSummit2023.com.au.
1: Hello listeners, Stuart Holland here, the Chief Operating Officer of the Global Wind Energy Council. And today we are in the uh, APAC Offshore Wind and Green Hydrogen Summit podcast, and we're getting reaching out to speakers that are going to come to Melbourne between the 29th and 31st of August this year to hear what they're going to speak about and what their company's footprint is in the APAC area and what conversations they'd like to be having at the conference. And today we are joined by Mike Shoofs, Senior Vice President, Global Head of Renewables and Energy Logistics at Coon Nagel. Welcome, Mike.
0: Thank you, Stuart. Thanks for having me.
1: My pleasure. So, you're going to be in Melbourne at the end of August. Maybe you can, before we get into what you're personally looking forward to and your, what you're going to be speaking about, can you maybe give our listeners a bit of a understanding of who Kuhn Nagel is and uh, what you're doing in the APAC area?
0: So, Kuhn Nagel is one of the leading logistics service providers uh, globally, and uh, within our uh, network, we have a specialized product called Project Logistics, where we address the logistical needs of uh, um, players in the renewables industry and the energy market, uh, EVC contractors uh, in the mining sector, and so on and so forth. So we cover a really wide array of industries and and customers. Um, We are based uh, from an Asia-Pacific perspective in Singapore as a headquarters. And we cover within KM Project Logistics about 13 active uh, countries in the Asia-Pacific region including um, many of the emerging or established uh, renewables markets, such as Australia, China, Korea, Japan, the Philippines, and Vietnam. Um, Yeah.
1: Well, that's a, a lot of territory you guys cover. So if we talk about the logistical challenges that we see for the APAC area, this is something that GWIC has been particularly focused on we've had a lot of discussions around particularly when we saw the COVID pandemic hit there was a lot of logistical challenges and we heard that you know uh, that logistics were the the hardest part of the project to deliver I mean you you've lived that experience uh, how is that and how do you see the logistic challenges t- today?
0: Well certainly COVID has been a major disruption uh, to our industry and um, you know we've we've seen um a lot of challenges for our customers um from basically delays in the schedules because the factories uh, were not able to produce on time due to covet lockdowns, uh, lockdowns of entire ports and regions as a result of uh, COVID outbreaks and so on and so forth but um well thankfully that um era seems to be a little bit behind us and the supply chains are gaining more um, let's say of their regularity back so um Especially in the Asia-Pacific region, I think we have a lot of opportunity nowadays because we have um, the very fortunate situation in a way that we have both the production and sourcing part uh, largely established in Asia. So a lot of um, companies that we work with source actively from the region. But we, on the other hand, also see a lot of projects coming to life in the region. So um, in the manner of speaking, you have shorter ways. Uh, to cover um, in bringing the equipment from its origin to its destination. Having said that, of course, you know with um, scope and scale um, increasing, especially in the renewables um, segment, and also the renewables segment competing with other markets that are kind of recovering now after um, after COVID. There's a lot of competition um, on resources in terms of transport equipment, be it vessels or uh, specialized trailers, for example. Um, there is, um, you know, um, definite shortage of, uh, workers and, and talents in the industry, um, that are playing a role. And, um, yeah, we are very interested to see how this pans out and how we can support our customers to overcome, um, some of these challenges, um, down the road.
1: Yeah, it's fascinating. The Global Wind Energy Council, each year we release a global uh, wind report and in this year's report we looked at the capacity challenges or the capacity uh, ceilings that we're seeing in some regions with existing capacity and it's clear that, you know, I think my colleague Fung, who does all of the market intel, it was pretty clear from his graphs that uh, we run – very quickly out of capacity when we get to sort of like the back end of this decade in the APAC area. This must be a big challenge for you guys and something that you guys are maybe also flagging to the industry about some of the the initiatives that we need to set in motion now to make sure that we actually have a, a smooth transition towards the back end of the decade.
0: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, of course, there are also, you know, um, especially, let's say, on the on the uh, carrier side in the, um, in the ocean freight market, there's uh-huh. still the question of what will be the fuel of the future, right? So uh-huh. still carriers, you know, although they see a demand uh, with, you know, the aging uh, vessel fleet to replace some of those vessels and, and invest into new buildings, the question is still on what fuel are they eventually going to run? So they're still kind of hesitant to, you know, pull the trigger and, and make the investments. And in general, I think, you know, um, what we need is real, you know, partnership between all the players involved uh, in, in this kind of segment, you know, be it on the customer side, be it on the carrier side, be it on the side of the logistic service providers to really identify where are the bottlenecks and work together, um, you know, to find solutions to overcome those bottlenecks.
1: And if we take a deep dive into the Australian market now specifically, uh, there are there unique challenges? I mean, Australia is so geographically removed from everywhere else in the world. You know, As an Australian, I realise yeah, we're a long way from anywhere down there. Uh, does that present uh, some challenges for people in the logistics space? To How do we actually make sure that we can deliver our projects in this area?
0: Well, the geographic uh, location definitely is a challenge, right? And also, I think the size of Australia plays a major role. You know, it's... Uh uh, it's a vast area uh, to cover. And um, on the other hand, you know, there's a lot of opportunity in that as well, because, you know, um, if you look at, for example, some of the solar developments or the wind farms that are being planned, the scale is, uh, is massive because the infrastructure in Australia is there. I mean, in terms of the space and realizing those kind of projects. Right. But on the other hand, you know, you have the uh, port locations that are, um, you know, set aside. Uh, from the big um, um, population areas, from the major cities. um, And you have a lot of ground to cover, uh, not only figuratively speaking, but uh, literally speaking as well. So, um, you know, that is definitely a challenge and deploying people uh, into those areas where the projects are being realized, I think uh, is something that, you know, we really need to look at. And maybe, you know, lessons can be learned from other industries that are, um, you know, more, uh, developed in Australia today for example like the mining industry where fly in fly out rosters and you know working in remote areas is uh, already um, a day to day reality and we can apply some of those lessons learned into um, you know the renewable sector and how to how to move forward here and, and overcome the same or similar challenges that we are facing there
1: you mentioned in your list of markets that you guys are active in uh, as China is one of those markets uh, the the wind industry in China, I mean, China has produced record volumes year on year, both in offshore and I think in onshore as well uh, mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. The scale and... Uh, might of China, maybe actually first if you could articulate a little bit of what your operational footprint is in China and and how much uh, are you seeing in China and are there any lessons learned from the Chinese markets that can be applied to other places in the APAC area or is it really such a unique country?
0: Well, first of all, China is one of our, I think actually our largest country organization in Asia, I think uh, that is uh, fair to say without a doubt. Um, The Chinese renewables market so far has been very introvert in the sense of, you know, that uh, Chinese OEMs and and players have been heavily um, developing projects um, domestically in China. Um, We are now seeing a trend um, that, you know, uh, more and more of the the Chinese OEM developers, EPCs, are branching out into uh, overseas development as well. So, you know, um, they have very good proof of concept of um, bringing um, renewables projects to life within China, but now they have to really rely on international partners as well to to help them navigate, you know, the overseas markets and, and you know, uh, basically um, bring a mix together of the lessons learned from, um, you know, developing the project at a large scale in China and now translating that into what that means into doing it in other regions of the world
1: it's going to be fascinating to see how that all plays out it's we're living in interesting times getting back to the conference in melbourne the industry is going to be uh convening and it's really the first time that we've had a big apac conference where we've tried to convene all of the industry around apac issues Uh, and it just happens to be in melbourne australia this year but what what would some of the conversations that you'd like to be having or what are some of the topics apart from the logistics or maybe that just impact on the logistics that you'd like to see discussed at the conference?
0: Well, of course, we would like to hear the voice of our customers first and foremost. What are the challenges that they are facing? How do they see the market? Um, Where are they seeing the, the next project that will be developed? Um, we want to engage also with you know partners and, and service providers to us to understand how are they geared up in terms of having equipment supporting us and our customers, um, you know just to see um, where is opportunity for us to as a global player um, to to support uh, those kind of developments and um, I think again you know um, the combination of in uh, wind and hydrogen so wind plus X, as, as yeah. they call it i think in the industry is uh, super interesting i think this is also now the first uh, conference where we have this in an asia pacific uh, context so that's that's very exciting because you know obviously there's a lot of interest in the asia pacific region we see that because uh, both uh, oems and uh, developers um, that are uh, or that have been successful in bringing projects to life in, in europe or in other markets um, are showing um a real interest in now uh, stepping in and taking over projects in in the APEC region so there's i think a lot of um momentum a lot of excitement and we're really trying to you know catch uh, catch on to that and and see um again you know how we as a player um can interact and facilitate some of those developments
1: well i look forward to seeing you in melbourne and hopefully we'll be able to have a lot of fruitful discussions with the industry we're also bringing a lot of delegations from Uh, places like Korea, Japan, Vietnam, Philippines, India, Sri Lanka, Australia, we're still trying to get the New Zealanders to come across but uh, they've got an an election in October so maybe they're a little bit uh, more reluctant to come across these days Uh, but yeah we're hopeful that we can have these real meaningful conversations and it's really important for GWIC at least that we have a uh, industry event where we actually speak to the politicians and we actually get our messages in front of the decision makers in country that are going to be making these decisions moving forward for their projects. So we get a clear steer for the from the industry about what's needed from the industry side, but also we get a clear steer from government about where they see industry and the, how those two roles intersect. So we very much look forward to uh, seeing you in Melbourne, Mike. And uh, yeah, thank you for joining us today.
0: Do it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you very much.